Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. appreciate every single one and it makes our show more discoverable to new listeners if you would like to get an email once a week with upcoming sleep stories and other news subscribe to this newsletter at snoozecast.com this episode is dedicated to a listener named Kasturi and brought to you by dancing on the green Tonight, we'll read an excerpt from Tess of the D'Urbervilles, a novel by Thomas Hardy, published in 1891. Hardy's writing often explores what he calls the ache of modernism, and this theme is notable in Tess, which, as one critic noted, portrays the energy of traditional ways and the strength of the forces that are destroying them. Now considered a major work of its time, it received mixed reviews when it first appeared, in part because it challenged the morals of late Victorian England. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. 
village of Marlot lay amid the northeastern undulations of the beautiful Vale of Blakemore, or Blackmore, an engirdled and secluded region, for the most part untrodden as yet by tourist or landscape painter, though within a four hours' journey from London. It is a vale whose acquaintance is best made by viewing it from the summits of the hills that surround it, except perhaps during the droughts of summer. An unguided ramble into its recesses in bad weather is apt to engender distraction with its narrow and miry ways. This fertile and sheltered tract of country in which the fields are never brown and the springs never dry is bounded on the south by the bold chalk ridge. The traveler from the coast who, after plodding northward for a score of miles over downs and cornlands, suddenly reaches the verge of one of these escarpments, is surprised and delighted to behold, extended like a map beneath him, a country differing absolutely from that which he has passed. Behind him the hills are open, the sun blazes down upon fields so large as to give an unenclosed character to the landscape. The lanes are white, the hedges low and plashed, the atmosphere colorless. Here, in the valley, the world seems to be constructed upon a smaller and more delicate scale. The fields are mere paddocks, so reduced that from this height their hedgerows appear a network of dark green threads overspreading the paler green of the grass. The atmosphere beneath is languorous and is so tinged with blue that what artists call the middle distance partakes also of that hue, while the horizon beyond is of the deepest ultramarine. Arable lands are few and limited, with but slight exceptions, the prospect is a broad, rich mass of grass and trees.